Happy Thursday. Welcome to Pursuit of Stephanie's podcast. I am your host, the one and only Stephanie. I'm so excited to share today's episode with you. I'm with Taylor Gibson, who you will meet shortly, and she is a force, let me tell you. And I'm hoping those of you who are listening truly gain some motivation and inspiration from her story. This segment is called Boss Mom Mindset, and that's exactly what she is, a boss mom. So I'll be putting her website and a 15% off discount code in the description of today's episode so you can learn more about her and check out her amazing boutique. So Taylor, let's dive in. Yes, uh, I'm Taylor. I'm 28. I have three little kids. Uh, I have a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a six-month-old. I own a clothing boutique that started out online, and um, in October of 2020, I actually opened up a storefront in Estacada, Oregon, Um, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. Obviously, there's a lot that's kind of led into that. but yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. How did you get the name of your boutique? Uh, so it's called Lennox J Boutique, and Lennox J is my daughter. I have two boys and a girl, and um, I had a furniture refinishing business that I had named after my oldest son, um, Lincoln Blue Door, and then so I just, I had to name it after my daughter. I love that. That's super awesome. So yeah, like our listeners, you know, people have asked me, they really want to hear other people's life stories. So if you wouldn't mind sharing just kind of like where your past was and like how you got to where you are today. Um, and just like that work-life balance as a mom. Yeah. So like very early life, um, I grew up in Um, and sorry, you're going to hear a baby in the job within Nordstrom you're being asked to step down as a manager 
Um, he need to find a position within Nordstrom, otherwise you'll have to be, like, you'll have to reapply and go through the hiring process again. Wow. That seniority yeah. is a real thing. <laughs> I think a lot of us have maybe experienced something of that matter, unfortunately, but it's great that you were able to take that as a, a lesson, you know? Yeah, and it, it was it was good because it was like, okay, well, I guess everything I thought I was going to be doing, um, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Like, I was really planning to move up and to, to be a purchaser for the company and thought I would stay at Nordstrom for a long time. Um, and instead I ended up in personal styling and then I left Nordstrom completely after three months and started selling insurance. Wow. And, uh, like I'm learning along with this. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so I sold insurance for, uh, three years, um, with Allstate and I was one of the top purchasing or sorry, top selling agents in, uh, Oregon and Washington. And, um, I didn't love it, and I didn't want to do it anymore um, because it just was a lot of hours, and I really wanted to be a mom. I believe uh, that. So in, <laughs> now you're a mom yeah, of three. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so in 2015, I um, got married, and we got pregnant shortly after, and I was able to leave my job and be a stay-at-home mom um, for 11 months. And... Um, when I went back to work, I decided to go back to work as a bartender um, just to pay off some debt. So I was working for a company called Hop Jacks. So you did that after. while you were a mom? Yes. Uh, my son was almost a year old when I got the job. Wow. So who watched your son while you were able to take that job so you could pay off debt? Uh, my husband and I just did opposite shifts. Wow. That's so, good teamwork. Um, yeah, it was brutal, though. We did it for three years. So um, I had my first, like, really big bout of anxiety and depression when I had to go back to work. Um, I started having really, really bad postpartum anxiety. And um, I, you know, all I can think of that maybe triggered it was uh, having to leave my son. And there was a lot of guilt that went along with it because I just felt like... Uh, I was, like, leaving him, or, like, I was, um, I don't know, I guess maybe, like, letting him down that I couldn't be with him. And I think a lot of moms go through that, and that's, like, why I wanted you on here to talk about, because I think most moms don't give themselves enough credit. You know, I don't have children, but I love and admire so many of my friends in my life, and especially you, that are a mom, and I'm, like, you guys are a CEO of a company that you don't get a raise for You know, you have so many roles and these wild employees that are not always listening and you're teaching them and coaching them to be like, grow into amazing humans. You know, that is a very hard role to be a mom. And I think sometimes listening to other women, they're just like, oh yeah, I'm just a mom or I'm a stay at home mom or I'm a working mom. And I'm thinking, I don't know how you do it all because you clean, you cook, you are the shrink of your family. You're the glue, you're, you're everything, you know? So I think it's awesome that you can talk about your rawness, especially with postpartum, because I, I mean, as a hypnotherapist, I've helped a lot of people through that and that it is such a real thing and not to be embarrassed of it. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not embarrassed of it. Um, I really struggled with PTSD. I grew up in a really like really really traumatic way with my mom um her boyfriends abused me they 
um, kicked us out on Christmas. We were forced to move a lot. We got evicted a lot. My mom got arrested a lot. Um, there was a lot of stuff in my childhood that was traumatic. And so when I became a mom, all of that came flooding in for me. Which is amazing to hear because you are so the opposite of what your upbringing and your mom is. You know, like it's my goal. (laughs) Yeah, and that's like that's huge because a lot of people don't learn from that, right? Like they use it as a crutch. Like, well, that's why I'm this way is because my mom was this way. Where you took it as constructive learning experience of a hostile, toxic situation, and you've given your kids a life that is definitely far from what you had, which is amazing. Thank you. That that really is my goal, is that they don't have to heal from their childhood. Um, you know, so it, it's been good, though. It's been a great learning experience, and um, after every kid, I've had a horrible bout of anxiety and depression, um, and I'm actually just coming out of some really bad anxiety um, that I was having in the last week and a half. Um I'm glad I'm on today. Yeah, we timed this perfectly. (laughs) The universe was on our side. So you can share your story and not be like, Stephanie, I don't want to be on this podcast. I'm getting even more anxiety. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I ended up going back to work and just kind of having to power through that anxiety. Um, I don't, I don't have a lot of help. Um, Nobody watches my kids. Um, We don't have a sitter. We don't have uh, grandparents that help out a lot. Uh, my parents will take the kids usually like once a month for like maybe 12 hours. Um, and then other than that, it's between me and, and my husband and, um, our friend Velvet who will occasionally watch them if I, if I need help, like, and I, I don't have an option. That's um, amazing. Cause I think and- a lot of people need to hear that as well. Like me moving to California there's so many moms out here that are, you know, feeling this depression and anxiety that they have so much to take on and they don't get that break, you know, because their family doesn't live here. And yeah. it's interesting to know, cause I think I have some friends that had children for different reasons, maybe accessories or not all the right reasons that their parents just yeah. do it all, you know, so they can still live the life that they were living because their parents are basically raising them, you know, and that's not always ideal for everyone like yourself yeah it's not you know I have a lot of friends that are you know they complain a lot I need a break I need this and like no judgment at all because um having three little kids like under five years old like I need a break all the time (laughs) and I totally understand it and it's exhausting and like you know like I said no judgment but but most people that I know have a lot more help for sure get a break you know, or, or they're split up. So they get every other weekend or whatever, like our date nights, our weekends, everything consists of us being with our kids and there's no complaint in that. That's just our reality. And we're, you know, we're lucky for that too. And that's amazing that you chose that. Cause I think most parents, especially during COVID, right. That they maybe were fortunate enough that their kids were in every activity possible. And then when they actually yeah. had to spend real time with their children, they're going crazy. Where I have the other end of the spectrum of some parents that were like, this was the most amazing time because I was able to spend this much time with my kids. You know? And yeah. the fact that you you put you put them before anything, and I think that's a really big um, like factor of becoming a parent. It's the most selfless role and career you could ever choose. 
And it's really, I mean, I'm impressed every day when I'm like, how did you like do all of that and keep a tiny human alive? And you're keeping three alive. You know, it's, it's awesome. And I hope that you are kinder to yourself and you really realize that it's, it's a big deal. And just your empire that you're building, you know, with your boutique and stuff and that you're working through your anxiety and depression. And that's kind of something I wanted to know. What exactly have you done to help yourself like overcome that? Um, so I've been seeing a therapist since I was 15. Um, my dad sent me to a therapist when I moved out of my mom's house because it was very traumatic. Uh, I had let her know that I was going to be moving out, and she was threatening to kill herself, and it was, it was really over-the-top, obnoxious. Mm-hmm. And I was struggling with that because um, I really love my mom, and it's, it was hard to hear that she was going to kill herself because of a choice that I made that I felt like was for the best for me Mm -hmm. um so my dad you know was like I think it's time that you go see a therapist and I was all on board for it because I felt like I needed help um so I've been seeing her since I was 15 I actually just had an appointment with her on Tuesday and um she helped me a lot she's taught me a lot of uh tools um and makes me feel really safe so my number one thing is I see a therapist uh my second thing is uh, my husband's very aware of my anxiety and depression, and when I need to talk or I need a moment, he's happy to give that to me. That's huge. Um, <laughs> As a partner, that's huge it, that you can yeah. explain that and they don't get offended and that they actually give that to you. Yes, and he's like a unicorn, honestly, because he is um, he has absolutely no experience with anxiety or depression. He doesn't understand it. He, most of the time, I'm sure, is like, you are crazy. <laughs> um, but he never makes me feel bad about it. And he just says, like, hey, take a second. Go for a drive. Take a bath. Like, whatever he can do to help me get out of my head, he'll do. That's amazing. I mean, technically, um, he's like your coach, right, to your team that you're building and procreating over there. So... I love that you have that support because I feel like a lot of parents together in their marriages, they wear the same jersey, but they're not always on the same team, you know? And oh, for sure. that's really awesome, especially this day and age. And for our your age, right? I feel like marriages is losing its magic these days, especially because people don't want to work on things. And I mean, let's be real. You can get a boyfriend as fast as you can get pad thai these days. Yeah. Yes, and uh, COVID has actually helped our marriage a lot. Um, He used to work 50 hours a week, and um, then I would go to work at the bar uh, for the night. So, like, he would get off work at 5, then I'm going to work at 5, and I'm not getting home till 1 o'clock in the morning, and then he has to get up at 5.30. And you guys did this for three years. That's amazing. Three years. Yeah, with very little days off. Um, when I was pregnant with my daughter, my two-year-old, we were doing, uh, like, we did this five days a week, and my days off were weekdays. So with, when we did have two days off together, it would be, like, a Monday night from 5 to 9.30. I mean, I remember watching your social media platforms, and you were so raw and organic, and I'm like, this mama is tired. Like you would go on with no filter and just your realness. And then just, you know, the other week when I was looking, I'm like, dang, Taylor, you look glowing. You look healthy. Like 
I, I want to know what you did. Like, how did you achieve this balance and, and happiness, you know, and to see your shop go from online to now having your own storefront, especially during COVID, you know, like that's pretty amazing. And especially in the town back home is so small. Yeah. So mostly how it's happened, I feel like is, um, having my husband working from home, uh, and when COVID hit, they laid me off. I was pregnant and I was dealing with a really difficult pregnancy. We had miscarried his twin. Um, and so that was a, a really challenging time. And then COVID hit and I was scared. Like, am I going to get COVID? Is my baby going to die? Like what's going on? So he, your, um, your third baby that you have now is actually supposed to be, it was supposed to be twins. Yes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't he realize it. And so yeah, he so was. I lost his twin at eight weeks. Wow. And he was still able to survive your whole pregnancy. Yes. And he stopped growing at 34 weeks. And then I ended up having an emergency C section at 38 weeks um, because he stopped mm-hmm. breathing for four minutes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He's like a baby so, Michael Phelps before he even was born. <laughs> yeah, he's intense. Um, so it's you know, it's been kind of a journey, but it was it was really great having my husband home. It strengthened our marriage, it helped with the kids. The kids loved having him here. And then um my business actually like took off because I had time to um, be more active on social media and because people were home I was able to connect with my audience and build really good friendships with new customers wow and I mean and your background of your insurance selling I feel like that's really hard and then these clothes I I mean I have a lot of your athletic sets and a few pieces like it's not it's like it sells itself especially when you're wearing it you know right because um and i hear this a lot but like there the market is saturated you can find a clothing boutique anywhere Mm -hmm. so why are you choosing me because yeah yeah you know i think that's the difference and what do you think people would say or why do you think people choose you i mean i know why i would and do i'm just curious like you just said that's a very great point is what sets you apart that people are investing in you and your company so I decided that there was room for me too. So um, there are so many huge boutiques and there's so many things going on. And, and it was kind of like, I kept, I caught myself going like, well, they don't really need me. They already have these spots. And I just decided like, no, there's room for me too. There's something I can offer that other people can't. And I think part of it is, you said earlier, like you see me getting on there with no filters or whatever. I don't filter my life. Mm-hmm. I don't like to post my highlight reel. So I hope that my followers see that and they see, like, she's struggling too. She's a mom too. She, like, I hope that when they're ordering for me, they're seeing that um, they see themselves in me. So they know how much that one purchase of that one sweatshirt would mean to them if they're a mom too. Or if they're a struggling 20-something-year-old. You know what I mean? It's true. I mean, it makes a difference because you're not just Amazon, right? Like it may be different because you have to, we have to wait a little bit for it to get shipped to us and it's not going to be here overnight or, you know, a porch pickup or going to the shop or, or what have you. Cause now when we put it in the description, people can shop basically anywhere in the U S with your link. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you think about that, but then you like build a relationship like you said, and you're like, you know you're supporting a small business and a mom who hustles, right? You're pregnant, working at a bar, paying off your debt, working with your husband. Like, I think that is a great platform instead of just being, like you said, these other boutiques that maybe it's not as organic. Yeah, and and I I guess the way I would say that I do people over profit. Um, my biggest thing is like I wanted to start this because I was tired of working for companies that were out for themselves. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make a difference, and I think one of the ways I can make a difference is by donating back to other people. So, um, my friend Lizzie, her son just over uh, underwent his fourth open heart surgery, and he's four. Oh, man. And so I'm going to be doing a fundraiser in order to provide her money or her family with the money to relieve them of some of that stress. And I'm able to do that because it's mine and I can do fundraisers and I can, you know, make shirts and sell them and give her all the profits. And I have that flexibility because it's my business. And that's huge. I mean, that's kind of like how we got together. I mean, like a couple of years ago, it was before I even moved out here. I loved that you were so giving, you know, even when I could tell, I was like, man, you look depleted, you know, just with your genuineness on your social media. When I dropped off my books and I think a necklace and a couple stuff for you to do in a giveaway, you were so grateful. And those are the people I want to help support, you know, because I feel like, who is it? Uh, I can't even think now, you know, an artist said, you know, the purpose of life is discovering your gift, but then the meaning is giving it away. You know, so I feel like something like that probably butchered it. But along those lines where you are sharing your wealth in a sense, you know, and literally you are as well, but just your platform, you're using it as a positive place and a safe place. Yeah. I mean, I guess I just feel like, and you've probably seen me say it on my social media, but like we use the internet for the worst purposes. Yes. We tear each other down. We argue about politics you know we do all these horrible things and i say we because i am guilty of arguing about politics i'm guilty of complaining on social media whatever and i feel like i'm really trying to change that about myself and and really focus on using this huge platform that we're given this huge free platform for good i love that we should be yeah you know we should be sharing it so that we can help each other and so we can donate money to people who need it and so we can come together and meet people across the world that we can be friends with like me and you are only friends because of social media this we is have mutual friends but that is very true i know when i met you in real life i was like this is so weird because i feel like i already know you and yeah that is a very real thing especially where i'm at there's a lot of youtubers and instagrammers and I look at their platforms where they have thousands and millions of followers and I look at their content and I'm just bummed in a way because I'm like, you have this platform and this way of reaching millions of people and I just wish every once in a while, maybe you would put out something amazing and good, you know, for like the world instead of just maybe an outfit or a supplement or whatever it is, you know, that helped you get to where you are. But there's just this... I, I love just people who are able to give back, you know, and that's where you said you choose people over profit and mine is purpose over profit, which is why I wanted you to speak today. Like, is there anything that you could help like other moms or people in general of the things and tools that you've learned in therapy as well that helped you 
get over your anxiety and depression and help you to make the decision to choose this goal of opening your own boutique and being able to be a working mom, you know, cause I would say people looking at you when they see your social media and get on, you kind of do have it all. Thank you. I feel really, really blessed to have all that I have. And, um, while a lot of it is from hard work, I think there's also like this, just, I'm just blessed. Like I have three beautiful children and supportive husband and, you know, these things that like, I wish I could just give to everybody because it makes so much of a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I think for, as for anxiety and depression and for getting out of your own head type of thing, when I'm having a anxiety attack or I'm in a funk, I ask for help. And I only, I only have a couple of people I can ask. My circle's really small. Um, but I ask those that can help me for help because I, I need it. And I want to be the best mom for my kids. And so I need to get out of my own way and ask for what I need, which might be time. It might be talking. Um, it might be for you to give me a dose of reality. Um, for instance, this last anxiety attack, sometimes it helps for me for somebody to give me like the reality Mm -hmm. so like hey I hear you that you're feeling really scared that you're gonna lose everything but like you know what have you done to lose your business is your business successful you know are your kids healthy are they safe you know these things and and usually I can talk myself down from that by just giving myself a little bit of reality of what's really happening around me which is huge because, you know, my patients, when I do hypnotherapy sessions, I'm guilty of it as well, asking for help because I am super prideful. And that yeah. it's easy for me to, to preach it, right? But it's really hard to practice what I preach. And it's huge because it could be something so minimal, but to us who actually need the help, it's huge, you know? And like you're saying, <clears throat> man, now I lost my train of thought. Oh, like basically you're saying like the reality of it. And that's huge too because I have to help patients differentiate what's logic and then what's emotion. You know, and emotion yeah. clouts so much stuff that that's what creates anxiety. And also, I'm learning like deceitfulness. Like, if you're not honest with yourself and the decisions, that creates the anxiety because you're not realizing that you're not being true. You know, that's why I've, I've learned a lot about certain people where I'm like, well, that's why they have anxiety. They're not. Not in a bad way, like I'm not saying this is towards you, but people who are really deceitful, they live a lot of lies, you know, and then I've noticed yeah. that that's why they take on that anxiety because there's this fear of you getting caught or something not aligning. But in a not so negative sense, anxiety, you know, if you're not honoring your true decisions or your true feelings, that's also what creates anxiety and it makes it harder to get rid of. Like you said, when you have someone that's like, hey, here's the reality of it all. And then you're able to come back to grounding yourself yes exactly and I feel like you brought up mom guilt a little bit too um, and I did earlier and I I actually find myself feeling less guilty um going to work at my store because I know I am building a future for my kids Mm -hmm. I know what I'm doing is aligning with the values and the goals that I'm preaching like preaching and teaching to my children is that like you go out and you do something for yourself and you make the life that you want and you create the circumstances of your life. Mm -hmm. And 
I feel less guilt doing that. I still feel guilty because I miss them sometimes when I have to go to work and I don't get to be with them. But I know that they're going to grow up and they're going to be like, well, my mom was building our store for us. That's you know, so true. Making it so, yeah, she's making it so my dad cannot work. Because, you know, my goal is to bring my husband home so that we can just be together all the time. I love and, that. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I, I want them to know that it's possible that you don't have to go to work and work for somebody else for the rest of your life until you're almost dead. You don't have to do that. That's amazing. I, I hope that everyone listening really does take something from that. You know, because I truly believe that mindset. And that's where I'd say you're a boss mom mindset. Because that's a lot of risks, you know, and a lot of growing that you've had to do and lessons learned. But I look to see where you were. And even hearing it today is even more insightful. And then knowing where you're at now. And I just hope that whoever's listening, that they take that. And it's either day one or one day. You know, and if they're listening yeah. today that they make that decision, like you said, it was a choice and you stuck with it and that guilt goes away with that mom guilt because there is a lot of amazing working moms out there that I ho- hope that they take something from your story. I hope so too. I just, you, there's space for you and whatever you want to be doing. Amen. <laughs> so true. All right. So is there anything else that you'd like to share for our listeners, Taylor? No, but thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. For sure. Thank you for joining. And you guys, I will put all the info and her link and the coupon code in that description box. So thanks again for listening. And remember, be smart, be funny, and be kind.